Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. In last week's sermon, one of the things Bishop Jay mentioned was the light of Christ. Christ as light is a theme that appears in the beginning of three of the four Gospels. Jesus brings light, and Jesus is the light. Light is powerful imagery as it brings warmth, it brings perspective, it brings revelation. Light brings safety. Our first verse in our psalm pointed toward the idea of light as safety as the psalmist wrote, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom then shall I be afraid? Our gospel today also mentions light. It is a quotation from the prophet Isaiah in the Gospel of Matthew. Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. And this light of the Gospel, the light of Christ Jesus, shine. light does not shine just for one group or a particular group of people. From the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, there are indications, there are hints that Jesus came not just for the Jews, but for all people, Jew and Gentile, and that includes people from Scotland, too. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus has come as a light into the world, and it's the light of Christ that changes our perspective. The way we see the world around us, the way we interact with our culture, C.S. Lewis, in his wonderful little book called The Weight of Glory, writes these words. He said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. The light of Jesus helps us to see the world differently. The light that Jesus brings into the world shapes our perspective, our thoughts, our lives, The light of Jesus is transformative. Jesus transforms our life, which is why Jesus, in the very next verse from our gospel, after the Isaiah quote, begins to preach, and he he proclaims in connection with John the Baptist, he says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. That word with Jesus as much, we, we often attribute that more to John the Baptist. Of course, we do that one. And then, but also St. Paul. But Jesus calls us to repent too. We might think of repentance as being sorry or contrite. I looked it up in a dictionary and those were the definitions it gave. But the Greek word, which is the original language of the New Testament, brings out a much more understanding than just contrition. The word in Greek is metanoeo, and it means to change one's mind or to turn. It's the root prefix for our English word metamorphosis. To repent is to change one's life based on complete change of attitude and thought. It is to turn and go the other way from the direction in which we were heading. So in other words, Jesus went around proclaiming, change your mind, your attitude, your way of thinking, because the kingdom of heaven is drawn near. That is, the kingdom of God is present in the person of Jesus Christ. And so, 
he went around preaching this repentance. And as he preached this, he saw two brothers. They were fishermen fishing in the Sea of Galilee. Names were Peter and Andrew. And they were minding their own business, doing their job. And they were casting a net into the sea. And suddenly, the light of Christ came their way. It was Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And the scripture says in Matthew, he wrote, immediately they left their nets and followed him. They left what they were doing because the light of Christ impacted their lives. It transforms and so they were behooved to move and do something about it. But Jesus wasn't done there. The next line is, our gospel says, he went from there and saw two other brothers, James and his brother John, and they were in a boat with their father. And Jesus called out to them too. And once again, these two brothers immediately left the boat and their father and followed him as well. And on both occasions, they turned to follow Jesus. They were transformed by the light of the gospel, the word made flesh, Jesus Christ. And as we hear these words of the beginning of Jesus' ministry, may we ask, what is it that God is calling us to? The light of Christ has entered into our world and he has called us to follow him. And as he told Peter and Andrew, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Fishers of people. God has called us so that we might share the good news of Jesus to others. We are called to reach out to the world around us, to share the light of Jesus in this world. And oh, we have plenty of excuses not to do so. I don't have time. I don't know what to say. I don't want to stand out. I'm not called. That's, that's for someone with much more, much more credentials than me. That's above my pay grade all of which fall short of Jesus' teaching. Remember who he called. But we also have plenty of wrong reasons to reach out. Sometimes we reach out because we want recognition. We want the attention. Sometimes we want the church to get bigger. We might say, we need to do such and such outreach because if we don't, the church to grow. But that is not the motivation for outreach. As Reverend Chris Russell said, who was our speaker at our diocesan convention on Friday evening, he said this concerning evangelism. Mission is not about self-preservation. Mission is not about self-preservation. Mission evangelism outreach, whatever label you want to put on it, is not about self-preservation. It is about sharing the light of the gospel regardless of how it impacts us. We share Jesus with others because we have been transformed by his love, his light. We have changed, and so we share the good news. On this day where we're all Scottish, <laughs> I want to share the story of a Scottish hero from the 20th century. His name is Eric Henry Lytle. You may know some of his story from the Academy Award-winning film from 1981, The Chariots of Fire, which is a great movie. 
Eric Lytle achieved international renown as an Olympic gold medalist and as a person totally devoted to his faith in Jesus Christ. Lytle was born in 1902 in China, the second son of Scottish missionary parents. And at the age of six, he was sent with his older brother to a boarding school for the children of missionaries. And Lytle remained there until he enrolled in Edinburgh University. And it was there that Lytle won a position on the British track and field team for the Paris Olympic Games of 1924. He would go on to win the gold in the 400 meter, setting a world record, and a bronze in the 200 meter. meter and he was highly favored to win gold in the Olympics. Lytle, however, chose not to run the 100 meter because the race was to be held on Sunday and he chose not to break his personal commitment to keeping a weekly Sabbath, even if that meant not running in his best event in the Olympics. But it was after his graduation from Edinburgh that Lytle returned to northern China, near his birthplace, and served as a missionary to share the light of Jesus. He served from 1925 to 1943, serving for 18 years. He and his family endured many hardships because of ongoing conflict between China and Japan in the 1930s. And it was in 1943, with the ongoing battles of World War II, that Lytle was placed in a Japanese concentration camp. And having won the respect of his captors, Lytle is remembered by camp survivors for his ministry among them. He died in 1945, shortly before the camp's liberation. He was 43 years old. Lytle is an example of someone who was transformed by the light of Christ and shared that light all across the world. Somewhere along the way, Eric Lytle cast down his nets. He got out of the boat and followed Jesus. Our gospel today is asking each of us, what do we need to give up? What net or boat is, is holding us back? What do we need to repent of? So that the, we might not be the next missionary to China like Lytle, but we might make a difference right here in our own community. May we take time today, this week, and ask God, what are you asking me to give up to follow you? Where and how are you calling me to share the light of Jesus? In our tradition in the Episcopal Church, we honor the flying Scotsman Eric Lytle on February 22nd. It's his feast day in our tradition. And today, being that this is a very Scottish day, I would like to close with the collect we pray on that day where we honor Eric Lytle. Let us pray. God, whose strength bears us up on mighty wings, we rejoice in remembering your athlete and missionary and Scotsman, Eric Lytle, to whom you gave courage and resolution in contest and in captivity. And we pray that we also may run with endurance the race set before us and persevere in patient witness 
until we wear that crown of victory won for us by Jesus, our Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.